Welcome to the Unbranded Podcast with Miss Dean Loves You, where we have interesting conversations with interesting people and learn about unconventional ways to live our best lives. I'm your host, Susie Dean. I'm a former teacher, mother in her MILF era, and wife. I have the incredible experience now of exploring topics and ways of living that I've always been curious about. The conversations on this pod are always relaxed, authentic, and might just teach you a thing or two. I promise that every episode will leave you with a deeper sense of self and understanding for those who are different from you. So get comfy cozy, grab a drink of your choice, and let's have some fun together. If you follow me on social media, you know I've been sharing significantly more about how I support my health and wellness naturally and with the gifts that the earth has provided to us. Whether that be by eating beef liver every day, getting my feet in the earth and eyes in the morning sunlight, or meditating with my crystals, you guys always show curiosity and sometimes even do it along with me. But if you've really been following along, you know that I've been using and loving Young Living's essential oils for years to not only make my house smell yummy, but to manage my anxiety and depression, lift my spirits, fix bug bites, ground, manifest, detox my house, balance my hormones, aid in my digestion, you name it. Whether you're seeking a moment of tranquility after a busy day, needing assistance with arthritis, inflammation, chronic headaches, or even just need some assistance with soothing your new baby when you're at a loss, Young Living's essential oils are your answer, and I'm so confident in saying that. These concentrated plant extracts have been used for centuries to promote well-being and balance in both body and mind, and Young Living's oils specifically go through strict third-party testing and must pass the highest quality standards before they're placed in your home. They're the only oils I trust to use in my home, on my body, and most importantly, around my baby. If you're new to essential oils, but thinking they might just be something that would support your health, I'd be so happy to make a wellness plan for you, chat with you through uses and benefits, and give you all of the extra perks that come with making a shift in your life. If you're a seasoned essential oil pro looking to switch to a high-quality brand with strong values and ethics, use the link in the show notes to shop around and use the code SHAREYL for an extra 10% off. Either way, Slide into my DMs for extra perks, gifts, and money back before ordering. These oils will change your life, and I'm so grateful that I get to spend my days using the magic of plants to support my body in working optimally, as it was meant to. Click the link in my bio to explore all that Young Living has to offer, and shoot me a DM if you want to get started. I would love nothing more than to be your new oily buddy. I love you. Now, back to the show. Joining us today is Utra, a chakra coach whose mission is to teach others how to rely on inner wisdom and tools within themselves to find emotional and mental liberation and transformation. Utra walks us through her childhood, her spiritual and personal healing journeys, and how she discovered how to work with her chakras as a means to support her own well-being. Expect a relaxed and incredibly wise, unfiltered, and informative conversation on the journey to healing and the almost necessary challenges it can sometimes take to get there. You will leave this conversation with a much deeper understanding of the chakras and an extra guided practice at the end to use to manage your own anxiety. 
Uttara radiates love, groundedness, and a passion for serving, and I know that you'll enjoy her as much as I did. Uttara, welcome to the Unbranded Podcast. Yeah, so that's what I'll be heading up to. (laughs) I have never been to Arizona, but it looks gorgeous. Have you always been there? No, I lived in Atlanta. Well, I grew up in Michigan. I lived in New York. I lived in Atlanta. And now I work at the headquarters at Bad Handbrain, so that's in Phoenix. Okay. Because we do so many retreats in Sedona, um, that's kind of why we're based here. What is your favorite location, Ben? In Arizona or just... No, just wherever you've lived (laughs) in your life. In life? Oh, that's hard. So everything is different, right? Everything has Mm -hmm. like a different energy. I, I loved Atlanta for my own reasons i love trees and i love the water and i love nature um that's definitely an aspect that i miss but mm-hmm. arizona there are like the sunsets here are unreal like and just the strangeness of the rock formations and like it's very strange and otherworldly that mm-hmm. i would miss this too if i lived anywhere else so um, so far, I love Arizona because it has mm-hmm. a good mix. I go north enough and I get my trees and my water. Um, but here is very sun, fire kind of energy, too, which is very alive. Yeah. Ooh, I love the way that you're describing these places. That's awesome. I uh, <laughs> Speaking to Atlanta, um, there's also so much history in Georgia which I love, like visiting Savannah and so many small, cute, small towns to visit. So I think that's great that you're able to spend some time there and spend some time in so many places. I mean, that can be really scary um, to hop around to different locations. I know that that's probably not your personality type that I have. My personality type is like, I need to stay where I am. I don't like change. I want to be in a routine. I know what I want to know what to expect. So that would be really hard for me. Do you have a personality where you like adventure and you like change? I think initially I did. So growing up, I was never really in my body too much and um, had a very Aquarius personality where I needed to rule and adventure and um just never felt like stable or grounded in my environment or just in myself. So I think that's kind of where it came from, always searching for something more, like nothing mm-hmm. ever felt content or happy enough. So mm-hmm. even when I was in Atlanta, I was dreaming of California for a moment. Like it took me some time to really appreciate where I was and who I am. And I think also when you find that in your own body, um, I think like home is where my body is always. Mm-hmm. So as long as I can find that home within myself, then plot me wherever and I will find my way to adapt as long as this can also adapt with, if that makes sense. Would you, of course it does. Would you say that was, I mean, now that goes back to your childhood again, because you said you weren't really embodied. What, can you tell me more about your childhood and kind of, how that manifested itself, maybe why? As a child, we did move a lot. So I was born in India. We lived in Kuwait for some time. I 
moved back to India, then moved back to moved to the U.S. when I was about seven, and then when we moved here, moved around a lot. Um, my parents were great, but very busy. They were doing their best to raise two young kiddos in a brand new country and trying to start from scratch. So really doing their best. Um, but there were a few things that happened through my childhood that they didn't see or notice with family members, um, certain experiences. And then that really affected me during my teen years. And during my early college years, experienced different kinds of um abuse and trauma that really brought me out of my body. So that was kind of my first not in my body experience. It didn't feel safe here. It didn't feel like mm-hmm. home. Um, I was seeking comfort outside. And so through a maybe four year kind of battle with my mental health, I mean, it's a little bit lifelong, but well, yeah, uh, really four years where I was like, fighting and battling with it. So I was diagnosed with PTSD. I was diagnosed with severe anxiety and um, very severe depression. Um, So I started talk therapy during that time because a lot of these experiences happened. And in my culture, and I'm sure in many cultures, we don't talk about it. There is no safe space to express Mm -hmm. what happened and to really digest it. So talk therapy at the time was great. Um, but there was this moment at the end of my like college years, kind of the end of my time in New York, where I felt like I don't feel like I'm supposed to feel this way. Like I don't, I think that deep down there is a way to be happy without having to take medication or go to talk therapy. Like I feel like there must be a way not to say that like everyone needs to stop. Of course you need it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. just as humans, like I feel in nature, we're supposed to be happy. It's not supposed to be hard to be happy. It's not supposed to be hard to feel peaceful. There has to be some other way. And so um, I don't recommend this, but I just like totally stopped my medication. <laughs> cold turkey, <laughs> cold turkey stop. It was so hard i don't recommend it (laughs) don't do that please um i was young i was young and dumb but i just totally stopped and went on the meditation journey um and i really wanted to find that space inside that find that peace inside and um i did feel momentarily better um, mm-hmm. so there were these moments where I felt peaceful and alive and amazing and great um, but I didn't really have like a concrete practice or solid principles it was just kind of little picking and choosing different modalities mm-hmm. and different things to connect with myself and then I had a really hard experience um I would say maybe about three or four years ago, I got into a really, really uh, abusive relationship. Mm. And I got into a job that was really, really painful as well. Mm. And um, I realized that there was still more healing that had to happen inside me because I could not leave this relationship. 
um, I could not leave this job. So I knew deep inside me there was something where I felt like my sense of self-value wasn't where I thought it was. I felt like, okay, this is probably the best I can do in terms of a relationship. This is the best that I can do in terms of a career. And it took so much power to try to leave that relationship, um, to leave that job. And only after that experience did I realize I need to find some kind of practice to bring me back into my body to really bring me back into myself, to really deepen my sense of self-love and self-value and self-worth, and to start healing these things that I had kind of neglected. I sugarcoated and pretended that it was healed for a while. So that's when I found body and brain. That's when I found this specific practice. And that's how I became a chakra coach as well. So chakras was not something that you grew up with. It was something that you discovered in this spiritual journey. That's right. There was a point in life where I didn't know if I could be happy without medication. I think that those five years or six years of just exploring made me realize that I can be happy. It's it's like there. The hard part was it was not consistent. It was not. You're right. Um, there was no like, uh, I was still chasing it. <laughs> I was still yeah. kind of looking right. outside for that experience. So. Um, it was like the first step, but it was still, even if it wasn't dependent on medication, it was dependent mm-hmm. on something outside. <laughs> yeah. So okay. that's, and then it led me to my next stage of my journey. Okay. Now, how do I find that inside? And so that's okay. how I kind of came to chakra work. And that the catalyst for that was the very hard work of leaving that relationship and leaving that job, which was a signal to you. Like, this is so hard. I feel trapped. I feel powerless. That means that there's still something that I have to do within myself. And I want to praise you because that is really hard to leave situations like that. Work and relationships and scary and, and you don't know what's next and you don't know And you have to kind of like rebuild your self-esteem and your sense of self after all of that. Um, And I'm so glad you did that because that was the catalyst to finding that strength and kind of filling that missing piece or that piece that you hadn't developed or built a relationship with inside of you yet. And it honestly also made me feel... um so differently about anyone who goes through these experiences. I think I was pretty arrogant in the past and saying, how could you stay in that relationship? Like, how could you be with that person? Don't you know, like, how amazing you are? Like, how could you do that? And I used to really judge people who were in certain situations. And it took me being in that to realize, oh, my God, it is really hard. (laughs) Like, we actually... uh, don't have as much much self-confidence and a sense of self-worth as we think that we do. It takes a really painful situation for us to really be honest with ourselves. And that was that moment of really being honest with myself. Okay, this is honestly where I am. Um, I'm not where I thought I was. And this is the work that I believe I think I need to do and that I'm still continuously doing, even as a guide. It's work that I continuously am doing. So, yeah. 
Isn't it so heartbreaking that so often it takes putting, it takes ourselves being in these hard situations to develop the authentic empathy that we need to show people? So it shows that pain is one of the greatest blessings or can be one of the greatest blessings as well. Yes. It really helps you focus where you need healing. And so I think that single phrase about pain is the most profound piece of advice I've ever had in my life and that I was able to integrate into my life because our feelings want to be felt. Our pain wants to be noticed and acknowledged. It wants to transform us and it wants to transform. And we are taught to push away pain and discomfort and avoid it. And all that does is make the pain grow bigger and bigger and bigger inside of us so that once we do have to face it again and we're forced to face it again, it's significantly harder. And if we can get in the headspace of seeing that pain is a teacher and a lesson, I think there would just be so much more ease in our lives and so much more and just so much more growth quicker. Tell me about the immediate aftermath of of leaving that job and leaving that relationship and working on yourself from there. Yeah, so it actually happened kind of in the beginnings of COVID um and I had a huge like epiphany one day. Mm-hmm. I just felt like so my my family they're all in the medical field. They were kind of on the front lines in COVID kind of facing um the end of life every single day in a very dramatic way and I was kind of grappling with that too like knowing my my family was there kind of on the front lines of this thing and then I woke up one morning and I was like if I if I die in this relationship and in this job I would be so mad at myself (laughs) and that's when that was kind of like the kicker for me it was like I woke up and I was like I cannot die like like this (laughs) like if I were to die this cannot be the way it was a little comical too and that's what took me to leave the relationship and to quit the job which was not very wise in the middle of a the beginnings of a pandemic to leave your job um but it was it was like it was beyond like anything on this physical world it was totally like a spiritual choice like something so much bigger um and what do you can you explain more what you mean by it was so much bigger? It was a, it was a spiritual experience. How you how you die and the mindset that you like die in is basically like the essence of life. We enlightenment or that moment of like being enlightened as you are passing when you have this like I can't explain it this huh kind of moment. Yeah, uh huh. That's what we're going for. We want to be able to die in this happy peaceful joyful state sense of realization that's kind of Mm -hmm. the goal of life um is to fully awaken our true nature our true self to realize who we really are and to pass on into the next stage as a peaceful bright our true nature Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um so if i died (laughs) in this sad relationship in this job that was meaningless then what was the point of this 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 life that I had created I didn't 
really achieve what I came here to achieve. So it was one, a little bit of that. And then two, I just somewhere in me, I knew that even though physically I didn't know what was going to happen if I didn't have a job, I didn't know where I would get money from. I didn't know how I would pay for rent. I didn't really know how I would take care of myself. And the relationship that I was in, he was also kind of feeding information like you need to be with somebody and um, to get through this pandemic, like how are we going to survive if we don't have each other? So I was was receiving that in my brain too. At that point, I didn't care. I knew that I needed to leave everything if I was like alone and I didn't see anybody for the next few months. If I didn't know where I was going to get money from, it didn't matter. It was like something was much wow. bigger inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had to, and it took a lot of just trust. So people say yeah. faith. It took a lot of faith. It really just took a lot of trust that something bigger was waiting for me on the other side, um, which is not easy, but sometimes a situation can push you to make that mm-hmm. kind of choice. Following that gut and that intuition and that inner wisdom is scary, but it is a habit that we really should get in the habit of of following because that's where expansion lies. Yeah. So at the core, all of us, we're spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. We're born as spiritual beings. And somewhere in the process of life, we forget. Yes. Naturally, we need to keep our body safe. So we need to have a house and need to have money and need to have the 401k and um, need to have these things, right, to keep our physical well-being safe. But then when we stay in this physical world, some people are totally content and happy. Mm-hmm. There's like no judgment. If this is if this is what makes you happy, that's fine. But if you are someone that doesn't feel happy, you have the money, the job, the family, but still you're searching and wondering, it's because mm-hmm. there's this whole spiritual life that's being neglected so some larger purpose some larger calling and while this life doesn't make any sense um for me at like a nine to nine to five job that was making a good amount of money it didn't make any sense for me to quit and then become an instagram coach online (laughs) um it didn't make any sense at all but something was pulling me there and life has expanded in a way that my small physical mind could never have imagined never have imagined this kind of life immediately after of course i was like in a in a low point trying to process what happened in the past year and a half in that relationship and in that job um and i saw this coach online i had known her for a long time but never really thought about working with her she said something in her Instagram stories. I sent her a DM. Um, we went on a discovery call and she was helping me process some aftermath of the relationship. And then at the end of the call, she said, have you ever thought about building a platform for yourself? And I said, I have no idea what that even means. <laughs> um, and she said, well, I, I feel like if you want to be like a coach or a guide, like I just feel like that could be a good path for you. And I said, okay, sure. Um, 
And she helped me kind of rebrand. She said, what do you like? And I said, I think I like chakras. I feel like chakras connect to every aspect of your body. But honestly, I don't think I know much. I don't know. And she said, okay, you can learn. It's okay. So I built this platform on Instagram. And then um, a little while later, I was told by a friend to try TikTok as well. Okay. And at the time, I branded something called Decolonize Your Chakras. Um, It's not really what I do anymore, but at the time, that was like Mm -hmm. my thing. And so I created a video. It went super viral. And I think I had about 10,000 followers on on TikTok in like two days, something like that. (laughs) So then um, that page really blew up. And by the time I kind of set this goal from October to February, I had enough in my savings to to kind of help me survive-ish until then. Um, And then February was my goal where I would run out and really start to max out some of my credit cards where I needed to start making money. Um, And that's when I first had my container. I had a coaching container and that's when I started making income out of this dream that just kind of like came out of thin air and I kind of told myself and my family at the time this is something temporary until I kind of get back on my feet um but yeah sometime in December the page really went viral and I really grew I think now it has about 100,000 followers Mm -hmm. on the talk um and it I became like this chakra coach (laughs) and so um that's how it unfolded. And then a little while later, um, I met, who is now my my partner, um, and was introduced to this practice body and brain. And that's where I really started to download principles and learn about the principles of chakras. And then it changed my life and me so much when I started to really ground energy in my lower chakra as my heart chakra began to open my um, upper chakras also began to open more. When that kind of started happening, I became like a believer in this practice. And uh-huh. then I started becoming a teacher in this practice. And then I started teaching this on Instagram. And then that's when Instagram blew up as well. So oh, <laughs> it was like a series of events all connected that, yeah led to this moment that of course I could have never imagined or I don't know if I ever really dreamt of this either it just happened (laughs) it really did come out of thin air because you started building your platform about chakras when you didn't even know that much about chakras and you learned along the way and built it along the way and that's such a beautiful, that's just such a beautiful journey. How it all, it's like once once the next step happened, the next step opened up. Let's have a fifth grade course on the chakras. <laughs> One, why did you start the uh, theme or niche, I don't know what to call it, of decolonizing your chakras? And then let's talk about what they are, the history of them, how to work with them. Just be, will you be my teacher for a little bit? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So yeah, I started with 
would specifically decolonize your chakras because at the time I was in social justice work um, and I was moving into the spiritual space. And so that was like working with my community and working with the chakras. That was kind of the language that spoke to me most. And um, at the time, I was also very affected by all of these modalities and practices that I felt were kind of appropriating um, the culture and the spirituality and the nature of, of these ancient techniques. Um, but then that kind of slowly transitioned into what I teach now as I actually started connecting with the energy of the chakras and really started to, I want to even say physically start meeting them, then that kind of uh, narrative started to fade away and some deeper inner purpose of just really helping everyone connect with their chakras, that's what became kind of at the forefront. It was less about the, hmm, what is the right word? It was less about like fighting for a cause, like that cause, and it became more about like pushing this cause that we, we all actually need to connect with our chakras and I want to do my best to share a method that has worked for me with as many people as possible. So um, that's kind of how that process happened. And then moving into the chakras. So your chakras are energy centers in your body. So everything is made of energy. There's mm -hmm. energy in everything, around everything. This isn't um, something even woo-woo or that's out there, this is just like physics. <laughs> yeah, energy, yeah. energies and everything. So we have these, we break it down into seven energy centers in our body, down the center of our body, connected to meridians that run through our whole body. And so this also makes sense because we have our major organs in the center of our body. So naturally more energy can gather and collect at our center along our spine. And so each of these energy centers, in addition to something that happens in your life, how it can affect your mindset, we also have trauma that we can hold inside our body and that can create these blockages in our chakras, in our energy centers as well. So if we think about when someone gets into a car crash or something like that, um, you have a physical fear in your body, a physical response in your body as well. Um, when something happens traumatically, maybe connected to sexual organs, then some something feels empty in your lower body naturally as well. So nothing too out there. It can like very logically make sense how it's connected to our body. So from the bottom up, our root chakra is connected to our sense of safety and well-being. Our sacral chakra is connected to, one, our sexuality, but also all of creation. So this is where our sexual organs also exist. We burn life from these areas physically, but we also burn any kind of creation from this space, um, no matter what kind of body you have. So mm -hmm. all of our power and all of that creation power is also gathered here. Then moving up, our solar plexus in between our chest and belly button is connected to 
our actions and um, the actions that we take towards what we want. So sometimes when we get nervous and stuck, we get like a kind of like an upset stomach. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, you know exactly what you're talking about. Digestion. So that knot in our stomach is that fear that comes from either moving or taking action towards what we want. That's very natural response that our body also has. Our heart um, is in, in some practices known as where your soul lives. So your true self, your authentic self lives here. And we also say emotions, love, um, and really connect it to like our deepest desires. Like we even say like, what does your, what does your heart really want? Like it's very literal in that aspect too, is that deepest desire. And then our throat, our voice, our um, authentic truths, what we really want to say is expressed from here. But if our heart isn't connected to what we want, or if we're not really taking action towards what we want in our solar plexus, then our voice becomes uh, transformed or shifted. We're not really speaking from a more authentic space inside. So then from especially your upper chakras, you can see when your lower chakras are imbalanced, hollowing in effect, you speaking your truth. And then your third eye, um, known as like pineal gland, uh, known as kind of connected to what you really want, um, your direction in life is also affected when you're not really connected to what your body wants and what you really want. And then your last chakra, the seventh chakra or your crown chakra, um, I have a guide that says this is open for everybody. <laughs> this is, if if this wasn't open, then we would be like dead. <laughs> we wouldn't even, oh, that's an interesting way to, d- yeah, yeah. But we are maybe not connected. Like we have our hand above it or something. We're not really listening. We're not really paying attention. We're not really trusting. So this is really connected to, you're connected to universe. You're connected to oneness. You're connected to everything through your seven chakra. But maybe you have your hand above it and you're not paying attention. Something like that. So what is life like for someone whose shock, whose chakras are all in alignment and all cleared? What can one experience in that state? Yeah. So when your chakras are open and also balanced, that's very important. Energy mm-hmm. needs to be in your lower body and a little lighter, more open in your upper body. So when you are balanced and in alignment, then you feel very grounded. You feel really confident clear about who you are, clear about yourself. And um, so we say that when energy rises to the top, thinking focused here, so when your top chakras are open but bottom are closed, you're like an upside-down triangle of energy. And so when you're an upside-down triangle of energy and your power is very weak, then no matter what happens around you, if life pokes at you, that upside down triangle is going to knock over. It's going to be yes. affected by everything. So when it's balanced and this upright triangle, no matter what happens around you, you are very grounded, clear, and solid in yourself, in your being. And when your heart is open and connected, you're able to love freely, mm-hmm. um, embrace everyone and everything more uh, uh, 
uh, freely and not affected by what's happening with them either. And then your vision and your focus and direction is also very clear and focused and intentional. So grounded, uh, confident, heart is open and loving like our true nature. And then your vision is very intentional and focused and clear as well. Hey. That's right. That's right. So what happens is when you're when a chakra gets blocked, um, first there's like a spiritual spiritual blockage, something spiritually blocking you in life. Then it starts to maybe emotionally affect you, something inside, and then it starts to show up physically. So that's mm-hmm. absolutely right. It may be like in your heart chakra specifically. If something happens here and it's blocked, then something spiritually is affected, some deep-rooted idea starts to develop, emotionally starts to affect you, I have low energy, I feel sad, then physically, uh, shoulder tension, neck tension, everything here, like stress here starts to build up when the heart chakra is blocked. So what we do is we kind of move back. First, we open up physically, physically open the shoulders, physically opening the chest, then as you go deeper into that physical pain inside, you can start to feel that emotional pain. What was it, that mm-hmm. story, that pain, that sadness, that worry? And then as you feel and process that emotional pain, then you can be guided to meet that spiritual idea, that deeper-seated idea. I am not good enough. Um, I will be, I'm always abandoned or something mm-hmm. like that. Something like that, that deep preconception once we can meet that inside, underneath that is your true energy, your true nature. So I think that that's that meaning of when you connect with that true energy inside, then everything is like clear and bright and beautiful. It does take a lot of work to make sure that your chakras are open, clear, and balanced. It sounds like it's a constant, a constant attention that we have to pay to it. What are the ways that we can make sure that everything is functioning properly? It's kind of like we take a shower every day to clean our physical body, right? <laughs> so yes, um, what do we really do to clean our energy body? And most people say, I didn't even know that I needed to. Um, same thing, we feed ourselves, feed our physical body three times a day, maybe more. Um, but what information do we really feed our energy body? So the first step is really that awareness of how much you're taking care of this energy body. That's kind of like the first thing. Um, and then two, let me say this first. So energy is in three forms. Energy is vibration, sound, and light. And this is, again, like physics. <laughs> so... In this practice that we do, we utilize vibration, so tapping the body. Then we use sound sometimes to move more energy inside and then to connect with this inner light. And so sound simple, and that's why I teach as much as possible on Instagram to use certain tapping techniques, sound techniques, to at least get energy moving inside the body. But for that deeper work of connecting to your emotions, connecting to that deep preconceptions inside that may be really creating a more uh, 
a strong block inside the chakras. That's why I do the work I do beyond Instagram, which are the mm-hmm. guided containers. So really working with a guide who also has been guided by a guide yeah, to right. kind of go on that journey. Um, that's kind of like the deeper healing work. But in terms of like basic maintenance of the chakras, um, even simple tapping of your body to feel your body is a good first step to really just be honest with all of the things that maybe you've been neglecting in the the pain or the emotions that we've been storing. So let's say right after this call that I have with you, I want to do some of this work. I've been feeling, and this is a true statement, um, pretty ungrounded and very up, very up here. Okay, kind of walk, kind of don't have my footing, which I assume would have to do with my root chakra and my uh, sacral chakra. What would you suggest? Um, Basic maintenance, like basic energy management, I would recommend tapping. To mm-hmm. So tapping two inches below your belly button is your sacral chakra. And feeling the energy inside um, is a good kind of like first step, at least to see the condition of the lower chakra. So mm-hmm. you start to feel bloating. If you feel uh, tightness, if you feel tension or opposite you feel totally numb in this area so then that's kind of the first step is knowing your energy condition if it's something that is manageable then simple tapping and really feeling can open it inside Um, Mm -hmm. maybe it was something temporarily that you're feeling that's Mm -hmm. passing through and you can kind of tap and manage it for deeper healing work like if there is some strong idea, if there has been low energy in this space for a long time, um, that's when some kind of guided container is is more beneficial. Mm-hmm. So there are certain energy postures where you can begin accumulating energy in your lower body. Um, then there are different guided techniques to help also feel much deeper, like really clearing out um, some of these blocks that have been in here for maybe some time. So it really depends. There's no like one clear way or answer because right. everybody's body is different. Experience are different. Uh, condition is different. And so naturally what you need is going to be varied. Right. Right. But it sounds like across the board, it's, it takes everyone diving in to whatever they find. What are your thoughts on using essential oils and crystals in conjunction with chakra work? Yeah, so I personally have never um, really used them much, but I do have other colleagues that use essential oils and use crystals to kind of facilitate in mm-hmm. connecting with the energy centers. Um for me personally, as I shared also in my like story, my whole thing was I really believe everything that we need is so right. I really want to. And there are some times where there are certain healing tools that I use. So by no means do I mean like don't use any healing tools. They're 
created for benefit as well. But much deeper, like my own journey is, okay, how can I really awaken what is in here? My own natural healing power to transform from inside. Um, And so usually that's what I share too. Yeah. Because maybe some people may not have access to these other things. Well, that's beautiful because once you learn how to use all the tools of your body, then you're never without it. <laughs> Talk to me about body and brain. Body and brain was founded about 30, 40 years ago. Um, the practices are rooted in ancient Eastern uh, Tao techniques um, from Korea. So it's a combination of like energy meridian stretching and body tapping and movement, um, accumulation postures, basically dynamic meditation to help really circulate a lot of energy in conjunction with still meditation to really bring you deeply in to really connect with your nature inside. So, um, um, so yeah, I realized that I needed some dynamic meditation to really move everything inside. And then when you go into this dynamic meditation space, um, that's kind of the harder work because it requires maybe physically feeling some pain that's in your body. Maybe emotions may come up in the process and really painful ideas may come up in the process. The key is not following any of that. Just keep holding that attention okay I want to go deeper inside what's inside this feeling what's inside this what's inside this feeling and that's why a guide is helpful in these moments because it's hard to do that by yourself and so a guide will keep pulling you okay keep going keep going keep going keep going keep going um and then once you stop and everything is kind of vibrating naturally you start to connect with that energy inside and so when you feel that energy inside and you connect with it on a daily basis it's like connecting with heaven inside you every single day and then you begin to remember that you are heaven you are that god within so that's the essence of this work Um, but it does take a while also to really deeply uh, become this being so for instance We say it takes about 10 years to actually hold this balanced energy um, where it doesn't require daily practice and daily connection and and the accumulation postures to reach that. It takes 10 years to get to a place where that is like, that is our natural baseline state is what you're saying. What is your individual role? I work as this online coach. I have this platform blooming Tao. So um, that's my joy is being a chakra coach and creating these online spaces to help people beyond physically, physical locations. I want to be able to connect with as many people as possible to share this method, to share these practices, to guide them to connect with their true energy inside. That's one aspect that people see when you when you visit my Instagram. And then behind the scenes, I'm also on the marketing team. So I help manage our social media accounts on the main BNB page as well. Um, Again, to reach as many people as possible. And then I'm also the coordinator of many retreats that we have. Um, So 
there are many parts to body and brain. We have physical locations. We have in-person retreats in Sedona and New York. Um, and then now we're kind of developing this online space to share um, share these methods with as many people as possible. So you have a, a retreat coming up. The retreat is called True Self Awakening Retreat. Um, it's to connect with your true self inside. So it's four days and it's a series of guided um, games and experiences and exercises to really bring you inside. It's been kind of tested and offered for over 40 years. Um, I took a local workshop in Atlanta when I lived in Atlanta. Um, and it's really interesting how you go through these experiences, you meet yourself where you are, and then through this guided space, you can connect with that deeper energy, your true self, really your true self inside. Mm -hmm. And so you can really answer that question of who am I and mm -hmm. what do I want? And then from there, you start to answer, okay, how do I create it? So not from your ego self, what I think of right. and but really from your deepest voice inside, what do I want? What are some recommendations that you have if someone wants to start learning about this within themselves? One, if you're interested specifically in chakras, um, I recommend the book Healing Chakras by Ilchi Lee. So a lot okay. of the principles and practices that I share about are in the book. But as mentioned, it's hard to attain enlightenment just through reading a book <laughs> if you are really someone seeking deep healing work and deep transformation, then I recommend a kind of guided container. So um, if you follow me on Tao, I offer many different ways. One is my container chakra master course, which is a four-week course to just kind of dip your toes in to this work. Um, but it's a deep, deep container where you'll really start to move everything inside and will begin feeling the benefits of energy accumulation and balancing your energy. And many folks will say at the end of it, my life hasn't really changed much, but my relationship to everything has totally changed. So um, I feel grounded. I feel more peaceful. Even though my relationship is the same, I have a different connection with my relationship. I feel like I'm a different person in my relationship. I have a different relationship with my work. Um, and so that's really the goal. How can you feel yeah. more at peace and right. with yourself and with your life? And so that's what folks feel and experience after the chakra master course. And then after that, after you do this lower chakra work, then we can kind of guide you if you want to keep going, how to start focusing on upper, upper chakra work as well. Mm -hmm. Like the true self awakening retreat. I think the last thing I think I want to, say or share is that this work that we're doing that you're doing as well is not just personal work it's beyond just me work and I hope that whatever modality or practice or way you choose to reach your own level of enlightenment uh, you can also recognize that we're doing bigger healing work for our community our families and the whole earth, because mm. really the kind of change that we need as a planet and as a society requires this kind of personal healing. The more that we each connect to our true nature and our true mm -hmm. self, then naturally 
that impacts our families, it impacts mm-hmm. our communities, and we can really start creating a healing, healthy, peaceful planet. Okay, so I have fun questions for you. Um, I hope you're ready. <laughs> what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh my God, okay. I recently discovered, um, or not recently, but I, I eat mostly like vegan ice cream. Okay. So uh, there's a salted caramel cashew milk, so delicious ice cream. Mm-hmm. Have you had it before? I've yeah. had it. Yeah. I I don't know if that's my favorite, but that's what first popped up in my mind. Um, if you were to start a new hobby today, what would it be? Um, can I share a new hobby that I recently started that I love? Yes, please. Okay. So I recently started mountain biking and I actually never rode a bike growing up. It was something that I never learned as a kid. And so I recently learned as an adult and I bought a mountain bike and I absolutely love it. And it's like one of my favorite things to do. And it's also been saving me in the Arizona summers because you can only go outside in the daytime. And you creates air conditioning as well. Right, right. (laughs) You learned how to bike ride and then you took bike riding that way. You like really went into (laughs) You learned and then you took it to the highest level. That's fun. Super adventurous. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Great. I also I I I learned how to ride a bike when I was a child, but then I stopped for a long period of time and then I had to relearn. Um, so I'm with you with the adult bike riding. <laughs> um, what is the this is the last one? What is the most thoughtful gift that you've ever received? Um, or one of them? One of the most thoughtful gifts that I have received. I think there are a few, um, but I think one of like the sweetest gifts that I'm about to receive right now. So my my partner just received a nice like gift card for his own birthday and he wants to use it now to buy me a gift. And that just happened this morning. And so I, I don't think that's the most thoughtful gift, but that's still on my mind. I was like, you are such a kind person to spend your Yes. That is so thoughtful. I need and want. So, what an angel! I would say that that's one of my more thoughtful gifts that I'm receiving right now. Yeah, I think you got a good one with this partner. <laughs> I did. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me, Utra. I've been wanting to learn. I, I, I loosely have learned about chakras and chakra work and and where they are and what to do to develop relationships with them but I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to ask you all of my all of my deeper questions and to have you explain them from a much more personal standpoint and I really just appreciate your time that you took to be with me and to answer these questions so eloquently and patiently and kindly oh Thank you so much for having me. I feel so grateful to just be here with you and just to have an open, easy conversation with you. And just being here with you, it's just so simple and easy. And everything that you're doing is amazing. So thank you. Utra was nice enough to come back to walk me through a practice to 
work through my anxiety when I'm feeling particularly anxious and learn how to lean more on myself and the tools within my body to manage some of these hardships. You're about to listen to her walk me through that and I encourage you if you are somebody who is currently struggling with anxiety or who often struggles with anxiety to find a comfortable place to sit on the floor on a hard surface, release all distractions physical and mental and go along and do this with us because it was really really helpful enjoy all right what's the best way for me to sit for this practice ideally on a firmer surface great great and i will also sit back so you can see more of my body so we'll do a very very simple tapping practice so i think i shared already that when you're tapping your body and moving your body, you're creating vibration inside. And as you create this vibration inside, then we can start to move and shake up whatever we're holding inside. So a simple technique, using your fingertips, tap on the top of your head. So at the top of our head is where we hold a lot of stress, a lot of worries, a lot of anxiousness. And so as you tap with your fingertips, you can just breathe out and totally empty your mind. And for listeners who can't see us, you can close your eyes and just feel, feel whatever is in your mind and breathe out. You can breathe out with sound. And tapping all the way down to the back of your head where your neck meets your skull. You hold a lot of tension, worry, anxiousness here as well. And breathe out. And now tapping to your cheekbones. Your cheekbones, actually, we hold a lot of stress in our face, in our expressions, when we're not smiling. (laughs) We can hold a lot of worry. So as you tap your cheekbone, you can add a little pressure. You may feel some tightness, some tension. Breathe everything out. Good. And moving down to your jawline. And breathe out. Oh. And now with your fingertips moving down your neck to your throat. So this is where the hard part of your uh, top of your chest, that bone, meets your the soft part of your throat right there. And ideally you can breathe out with sound. Oh. And you can open up whatever tension, whatever stuffy energy you may be holding in your throat and in your chest. And move your fingertips now down to the center of your chest, center of your heart. Good. And you can add a little bit more pressure. Don't worry, you won't hurt yourself. 
and you can breathe out, feel, and breathe. <sighs> and as you're tapping, you can either focus right at the surface level, or you can really feel two inches deep inside. And when you bring your awareness deep inside, that's when you can connect to whatever you're holding inside your body. And breathe out. And now using both your palms, tap with both your palms. Good. On your chest, on your lungs. Your lungs is where you hold sadness. And hold lots of heavy energy. So as you tap, you can breathe out with sound. Ha, 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 ha. You may cough, you may burp. This is all a good sign. This is all energy coming out. Yawns are welcome. Sounds are welcome. This is all energy inside. So as you tap, feel two inches in, feel your lungs. 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 Good. And breathe out. Good. And now moving down to your solar plexus, alternating your palms, alternating both palms tapping in between your chest and your belly button is your solar plexus. And breathe out with sound. Ha. And you may feel some nauseous feelings. You may feel some tenderness here. So this is where we hold a lot of fear and anxiousness inside. This is connected to our action power. When our actions are not fully grounded in our body, they're not fully connected with what our heart really wants. We can hold a lot of fear in this area. So we don't want to judge what's here. All we want to do is allow ourselves to feel it. As you're tapping, it's like a massage that you're giving yourself. It's an opportunity to feel and be honest with everything you may be holding, consciously or even subconsciously inside. So as you tap, you can feel and breathe out with sound. And you'll realize as you use sound, actually, it feels a little lighter. It feels a little bit easier. It breaks through any thinking. It allows your mind to go deeper inside and it moves more energy inside. 
So tap and breathe out. Good. And slowly stop. And just place your palms three inches away from your body and feel the energy. Feel the energy circulating inside. And if you feel energy, you can just nod to yourself, acknowledging that you feel energy inside. And now, making two fists. So making two fists and using the pinky side of your fist, tap two inches below your belly button. So there's one singular point, two inches underneath your belly button. This is known, this is the area of your sacral chakra, known as Danjan or Dantian in Korean and Chinese. This is where you hold energy in your body. So as you tap this area, you may feel some tenderness, you may feel some soreness, or you may feel some numbness. Whatever you feel is welcome. This is just the condition of this area. As it begins to loosen energy here, you can gather more energy here. And that's how you can be more grounded, centered, and in your body. Not affected by the anxiousness that may come through, any sadness that comes through. All of this can digest and ground in your sacral chakra. So as you tap, Keep feeling, feeling, the feeling inside your body. The more we can simply feel our body, the more we can bring our awareness into our body. And the more our awareness is naturally back in the present moment. When we feel anxiousness, when we feel sadness, it's because our awareness is traveling to the past, to the future, to all different kinds of scenarios. Let everything go and just feel your body. The only thing that exists right now in this moment is you and your body and the energy inside, your soul inside. Tap and breathe out. Feeling. Feeling. Feel the vibration inside. Feel the vibration inside. Feel vibration inside. Feel heat inside. And you may start to feel cold energy as well. This is stagnant energy coming out. You may start to feel heat. This is healthy circulation happening inside. And slowly stop. Placing your palms three inches away from your lower abdomen. Feel this energy inside. 
Bring your mind and awareness into this feeling. And take a deep breath into your chest. And breathe out through your tailbone. Breathe into your chest. And breathe out through your tailbone. One more time, breathe into your chest. And breathe out through your tailbone. And keeping your eyes closed, you can rub your palms together, create heat. Place your palms over your eyes and send energy into your eyes. And you can sweep down the back of your head. Sweep down your beautiful face, down your chest, arms, down your belly, hips, and down your legs. And how do you feel? Oh, I don't know how to describe it. That was so good. I had to meet myself because I was making so many noises. Right. And I feel like everything's, I feel like now I've been primed to like journal because I feel like everything's shaken up and loose and ready. I loved when you had me feel the energy because I could feel the energy. And when I was hitting right here, I did feel numbness. And I'm really glad that you pointed that out. There were a lot of yawns happening. And it was just, I'm sure you've heard of dynamic meditation. Correct. Yeah. I have never done it. But I feel <laughs> like something similar happened where I was making physical contact. And that was therefore bringing my brain to the physical. And... Yes my brain to the sensations and less to uh, everything it was doing up here I do right. feel grounded Ugh, that sounds so cheesy but I do I feel <laughs> I feel here and my right. I'm tingly I'm also tingly everywhere yes congratulations <laughs> that was really good Thank you so much for bringing me through that. You're a wonderful guide. Yeah, of course. So it's it's very simple, right? Just tapping yeah. our body, bringing awareness to the physical. Inside the physical is the energy. And as you connect deeper is the spiritual feeling. So even that numbness, totally normal when people are getting started. It means that energy here hasn't been fully activated as yet. But imagine, we just did like five minutes. Imagine if you're doing consistent training for mm -hmm. uh, at least 21 days, for one year, for three years, the sensation becomes exponential. You start really actually gathering energy in your lower body. And even with that numb feeling here, you could still feel grounded in your body. So imagine once you build energy here, the kind of sensation you begin to feel this 
chest, your heart starts to feel more relaxed, mind starts to feel more empty, and you start moving with this energy in your core. It's a totally different way to approach life. So when you do this more often and regularly, you you're saying you feel it more. I would feel the I, I would think the opposite because you're moving energy so frequently. There's less stagnant energy to move. Can you explain that? You start. Yeah, you. I mean, you don't feel maybe as much pain or discomfort as you go deeper. You'll feel new layers of pain and discomfort. There's yeah. always more to digest. There's always more to feel but you'll start to feel more energy inside. So as you're tapping here on your lower abdomen, you really start to feel like a fiber, like fire heat inside. And your body feels like weighted down and the top of your chest feels lighter and more open. And so it's hard to really, like you said, put into words. <laughs> you really have to yeah. experience it for yourself. So just one more thing before you go, you're, it's because I'm there, I'm, I'm engaging with my chakras. They're being cleared and they're being stimulated. And what I'm feeling is them like working and gathering energy in their fullest capacity. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know about fullest capacity because okay. again, there's always right. more. Right. But. This is the process of moving energy through the body. The more and more we move energy through the body, then the next step is connecting to the chakras. Okay. So we, it's like first opening up and moving the dust, dusting it off. And then as you do deeper and deeper training, you start to connect more to the energy inside okay. and rebalancing them. Well, thank you so much, Uthra, for all of your time now and last week and all of the information that you shared with us. Thank you so much for joining me this week for this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode or you enjoy the podcast in general, I would love for you to subscribe so you'll never miss out on upcoming episodes featuring other brilliant minds and insightful topics. Also, don't forget to rate and review while you're at it. Your ratings and feedback mean the world to me and help me reach more listeners. So, Misty and loves you. Have the best day ever. Same time next week. Bye.